Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to your favorite podcast, celebrating the hit Netflix show, Last Chance You. I am your host, Ryan Snelling. I'm joined by Jay Williams. What's up, dude? Uh, listen, I've, I've spent I spent a year preaching about Last Chance You and how great it was. Did I forget that it existed for most of 2019? Absolutely. But I guess my biggest question is, are you having as much fun watching Last Chance You season three, uh, you know, compared to Big Little Lies season two? Jay, I, I can't lie. The character work in <laughs> Last Chance You, some of the best I've seen this year on television. <laughs> Not going to lie. How dare you take ownership of Last Chance You? I was there from season one. Did I jump off after just a couple of episodes in and then skip two seasons? Yes, I did. But. Didn't you put Last Chance You season three as like your favorite show? It wasn't in it wasn't your my, top ten shows. Last it year. wasn't my favorite, but yeah, it was in there for sure. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, um, that's the show that I, I I wanted to watch Last Chance You more. So like I've been watching it. I wanted to continue watching it more than I did opening up the series potentially finale of Big Little Lies. But uh, I did it. We're here. We made it. Not everybody uh, hung in there with us. Uh, I think a lot of people jumped off our show, but that's okay. You know, can't want them all. But uh, we're here. I saw you in our group chat earlier. You said you you were just ready to kind of put this behind us. Uh, expand on that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, listen, I've uh, I've been on, you and I both have been on podcasts, recap podcasts, where we just weren't having the most fun. And that's not necessarily the case with the show. Like I, I did have fun watching it. I enjoyed watching the show, but yeah, it, it's fun every now and then, like when we love a show to have a problem with an episode, like counterpart was like that when, you know, we'd ha we take issue with a particular episode, but when you just do it over and over, it just gets old after a while. And there's only like at, at this point, especially now that it's done, I'm I'm kind of just breathing a sigh of relief of like it's not even worth it to just constantly bash the show um for its issues and its problems and I feel like obviously we're going to talk about how we felt about everything but yeah it's just I don't know it's, it'll be nice to have a Tuesday where I don't have to talk about the show <laughs> going forward I think the thing with me you know throughout the entire season and also here right now I, i'm just curious as to why i don't have the vitriol that i had for say like legion season two i've never been angry i've gotten frustrated of course and you guys if you've been listening to these episodes you know on a recap my mood goes downhill fast when it 
complaint after complaint, it snowballs, right? But I've never used the term hate. I've never been, like, super angry turning on an episode of the show because it seesaws so much. I like one scene, I hate the next. I like one scene, I hate the next. I like this character more this season. I like this character less this season. So, it was entertaining. It... It was just like this weird cousin of a show, if you will. It wasn't it wasn't my big little eyes, if you will. And we've talked constantly about how this came to be, how the season came to be, and the behind the scenes stuff that you and I sort of predicted and casually spoke about. And you know, we've played that tune a little bit, but uh I think if we want to kind of make this a a series or season review as well as an episode recap, I think that this finale sort of followed suit with uh, everything that we've uh, talked about so far the past several weeks. Um, it didn't really get any better. It didn't really get any worse. It just kind of played the same tune. And uh, so I'm just not that excitable going in uh, to this conversation. But, uh, but yeah, at least it was consistent, I guess, if that's the best thing that I can say, you know? Yeah, certainly. It feels like, to me, a band that you love that put out a great album, and then they broke up, and then years later you got that second album, and you were super excited about it, but once you got it, you are kind of like, yeah, I'm kind of, that's cool, but I'm kind of just like over it now. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I guess the, the, the way I'm framing this whole thing is it's like, man, season one and the story and the journey that we were on were great. And this season just kind of felt like the, the reunion, the get back together that it's like, Oh, here's what else happened after the fact. And yeah, it's cool. I, I, I'm glad that I got to see what happened after that, but you kind of, I, I think the biggest realization is that we kind of just didn't need it. Like, and I hate to say that, but I feel like very little, besides just closure, pure closure, really happened this season that that affected what happened in season one. Does that make sense? Like, like, yeah. It's it's not as if it's not as if season two of Big Little Lies, at least in my opinion, really complements or even strengthens the story that we got in season one. That's just me. Yeah, it certainly doesn't. Um, I think the biggest issues, again, if we kind of want to turn this into a season wrap-up, because I doubt we're not going to do another episode on this. Right. So we'll probably talk about it like Pop Culture Crown or something like that, but we're not going to do like a season review or a series review. I think we're ready to put it to bed. But overall, just looking back at the entire season, I think they introduced and set up so many things at the at the front half maybe even the front like two-thirds of the season, and then they just kind of gave up on it. Like if you just look at the past two episodes, the last two episodes, it's just about Celeste for the most part. And it's the trial, her versus Mary Louise. And all of the other characters are kind of in the background. So it makes you wonder, did they really have a whole lot there to do this entire season? They played with Jane a little bit, but I think... 
I hated Bonnie's storyline early on, and I think this proves sort of how just entirely unnecessary it is. Like, I just don't know if we ever needed the backstory as to why someone would push an abuser away from her friends getting attacked. Like, just all that kind of stuff, it feels useless. So much of what happened with all of these other characters feels useless. Um... Yeah, man. I th- I think that's what I'm I'm looking at right now. I think that the scenes inserted in this in this episode, the the courtroom stuff, I thought that the character work and the actors, I thought they did a great job. I thought it was some some brilliant acting by these ladies here. But I also recognized some issues that we t- we had last week, where information just kind of sprung up. The amount of partners that Celeste had that you didn't enjoy that. It just kind of caught us all off guard. The last moment, I don't know if they effectively introduced Mary Louise's traumatic backstory with the boys. It just didn't feel... It's weird to say that it didn't feel earned. Because going back to the first recap we did this season, it was a question that you posed. What happened with uh, Perry's brother? What happened with his childhood? But it just didn't hit me in the right spot. So that's why I still can't entirely get on board with some of this stuff. Um, but that's sort of my two steps back, my objective look at everything that's gone down the past few weeks. Yeah, and I think I think we're kind of on the same page where most of the meat of the episode, rightfully or wrongfully, sort of took place with that courtroom scene it was essentially half the episode and i loved it i i I really really did love the scene i love the the tension i love how it it progressed you're right that revelation we all knew it was coming by now i've sort of moved on from my frustrations of it but it has to be said it's the definition of like heavy handedness in a television show like oh we're gonna save this one for the the twist right it's like it's just the moment that they felt like they were going to deliver and i've said it over and over and over again like i love stuff like that i really really do but to withhold it just to withhold it 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 make it it makes the show feel disingenuous i think to a certain extent um can i ask you about one more example of that real quick before you move on entirely so the reveal that the boys filmed that video. So does that fit into that same category? Um, yes, I think maybe on a little bit lesser of a scope. So uh, the skeptic would say, well, why is she just now stumbling upon this video? Like we've seen scene after scene of not just her, not just Mary Louise, but the kids looking at that iPad and through old videos and stuff like that. So why are Celeste loves her Skype? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so so why are they just now seeing that? And that's a valid statement. Um, that one, that one, I just, I, I just overall have less of a problem with. But you're right. I mean, it, it certainly falls under that category. It, it almost makes me wish. And I'm interested to know how you feel about this. Like, I, I, f- I feel like the, I think I said this before, but the custody battle and all that, all like the legal proceedings and everything associated with it, I thought was one of the most like captivating things of this season. 
Like I thoroughly enjoyed watching it. I, I never knew that I was going to turn on Big Little Lies, Big Little Lies, and and be invested in a courtroom drama. Like I just didn't think that. Yeah. And yeah, I I just feel like that's a, a thread that they that they could have painted throughout the entire season and used elements that they revealed to really weight the show. Like like when I watched it, just to really make me feel something uh, from episode to episode. Yeah, I think it's um I tell you what, I, I I get like that custody battle. I feel like that's a proper, that's a natural thing. We knew going into this that Streep was going to be some sort of a conflicting villain and quote unquote uh this year and that was compelling to us. So on paper, the idea of a custody battle and all that stuff, that's great. I get it. Like I agree that's part of where the show should have gone. I think I'm over time I just became less convinced that this is actually what would happen and actually they kind of spoke to this maybe not obviously or directly but they spoke to it in the courtroom where I think I'm trying to remember exactly how it went down but I always sort of questioned why is it such an extreme? Why doesn't this judge actually consider like they're kind of going from step a to z in the in the outcome of what should happen to these kids you know what i mean is that they should just entirely be ripped from celeste as opposed to just like sentencing celeste to like therapy and rehab you know what i mean there's like multiple different solutions that you can arrive to to get celeste help um and I, I understand to a degree, it's like, well, part of it is that Mary Louise is a little bit twisted of a character, too. I wish we got a little bit more of that, but um, I, it just didn't seem as realistic to me. So I never, though the scenes were good, bought into the execution and just the quality that this season has been uh, delivering on. So even that kind of left me unfulfilled, you know? Yeah, certainly. And, and I mean, I, I, I agree with a lot of those sentiments. Um I'm not I'm not an expert on you know uh whatever the domestic law whatever this is but you know I it seems like a lot of it was very fortunate for the show's drama for sure um and I think I think we kind of have to nail the season down as just being you know without speaking too harshly about it just less smart than season one less clever i think and um yeah yeah i mean it it really was and i think the finale really did sort of exemplify that to a t because i felt that the entire thing was fan service in a bad way and resolution and resolve just for the sake of of doing it to a certain extent to the point where i felt like a lot of a lot of things that were built this season were kind of just thrown out the window and we'll talk more about it as we move through the episode but yes the the courtroom scene and how sort of abruptly it took place without exploring a lot of angles uh is definitely part of that example and i've explored this idea throughout our recaps this season. It's just so weird that a season that very much came down to like the idea, the theme of parenting and the quality of parenting, that this was the season of the two that had the least to do with 
parenting. We never, and I complained about this multiple times, we hardly ever got to see these characters parenting their children. It's weird to say, but the children's absence was like terribly missed in the show because I think it's... It's just a part of the the communal aspect, I think. Like, and they kind of do it a little bit when they're exploring the climate change and the school stuff. Like the the first half of the season had the 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 school in place, but it kind of went away as the season went on. But like, that's part of the community aspect that was so strong in season one. Like, it, you just get a greater sense as to like the uh, the influence and the behaviors of this people in this community uh, Monterey and that's part of it but it also just makes our characters that much more dynamic like the stuff with Madeline uh overbearing and, and, and trying to push Abigail to college and you find out that it's because she never went to college and it made her feel useless like that's the kind of stuff that makes the Monterey <laughs> 5 that much more dynamic so hardly ever seeing Jane with Ziggy just not nearly as effective and just so disappointing. So disappointing. I I even real quick, I even forgot that that storyline even happened this season. Like as you were talking about it, I was thinking, Oh yeah, that thing that happened in season one, but no, that's something that happened this season. And it was kind of like a bottle episode sort of issue that took place and just was never really explored ever again. Um, well, last week, you remember I had what you're reacting to right now. Last week, I had that same realization when it came to the climate change thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, and, and that's that's you know that's what separates great television from just to split end. Yeah, just fine television is it's like every beat, every beat sort of supports the greater narrative in some way, shape, or form. And honestly, yep. and I'll t- <laughs> not to compare it. Uh, I mean, I am going to compare it, but unfortunately, it is what it is. So that's something that I actually think Sharp Objects did a great job of. Like, everything that happened in that show, for the most part, even though the pacing was kind of awkward, uh, everything kind of had to do with something else. And Mar- Jean-Marc Vallée was act- does a really good job of that. And it just, it just seemed absent in, in the season. It just seemed like very straightforward television. Um, yeah, it it seemed like a higher quality network TV show to me this season. I guess I uh, started, I think I talked about this last week. I started the first season with my mom over again. And while I was watching season two, I was wondering how I would pitch this to her, if I would even recommend it to her. And uh, now that it's over, man, I don't know. I just don't know if this is something that I would ever find myself revisiting again. And I only say that because I've revisited season one so often. And it's so weird that I'm no- going to, moving forward, neglect this thing. Um, I want to talk about, now that we've seen the end of, say, like, Bonnie's story arc or Renata's story arc, I want to know how you feel overall. Like, what what's the value of... In, in some of these char- the character storylines now now that we have the biggest picture possible do you val- value the things that we've seen throughout this entire season when it came to some of those exterior I, it's funny to say exterior but you know what i mean characters yeah certainly i mean the the bonnie character which was other than you know the, the stuff going on with with mary louise and everything was the other sort of heavy thing that we were supposed to be focusing on. And it, it just, it just amounted to nothing. Like 
she had very little to do throughout the entire show. Most of the show, or at least the second half of the show, she was pretty much sort of confined to this hospital where she was wrestling with something that was a very traumatic event. I'm not, not discounting that at all. And mm-hmm. wrestling with whether or not she was going to kill her mother. And ultimately, like, just nothing really came of it at all, uh, other than just sort of coming back around to where the show kind of started with her relationship with her husband was just, you know, telling him that she didn't love him. And I just thought that, I just thought that the entire character was, was wasted this season. Um, and it made me frustrated that she was kind of ripped away from this core group and whatever she could have brought to this group for the sole fact or for the sole point of character developing. It seems like they tried to develop this character further, just completely on a whim. And, and I, I don't think it worked at all. Um, you know, just seeing shots of her contemplating in a hotel or in a, excuse me, in a, a hospital room next to her mother who can't talk at all. It just, I mean, it's just the worst. It's just the worst like type of television. Um, and it, it frustrated me a lot. You asked me, you asked me about the Renata thing. I'm going to throw out the stuff with, uh, with Reese and Adam Scott as being something that really annoyed me and frustrated me. Like I found you and I've talked about how much their arc was pretty interesting in the show. And I thought that their resolution was massively unearned. In fact, they just they just didn't address anything about this about the other woman's advances on him. Right. They just never came up. And not only did it yeah. ne- never come up, but it's just like we we never knew why Adam Scott suddenly just had this switch and this change. I mean, we were presented a They con- just hit fast forward on the whole thing. Yeah. And, and it's it's again, also terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, the, the Renata thing, Renata's a weird character because we've talked a lot about how she's just kind of put on maximum volume this entire season just because yeah. she's a silly kind of character, a very cartoonish character. And nothing really happened with that storyline, like which is fine, I guess. There, there's really no resolve at all. She just sort of, as fans watching the show, when she's destroying his train set and all this other stuff because he's been such a dick i guess we're supposed to sit there and be like yeah you get him you get him girl that's yeah yeah, that's about it there's yeah i just kind of there's nothing to do with that honestly like there's no greater revelation like it just kind of feels like we're at the same point we were with that like episodes ago like she she figures out something bad she screams at him and then we move on to the next episode where the exact same thing happens again. But nothing ever comes of it. You never see her leave him. Uh, it, like, there's just kind of no story with it. Um, there's no character evolution either, really. Where, I, I mean, she, you know, it's, she, sorry, she had that conversation with Mary Louise and where she was thinking about, like, oh, I'm, you know... I, hiring a nanny to, to raise her kids and this and that but yeah but it never evolved the character yeah you know with the, the adam scott madeline stuff where they hit fast forward there i mean her storyline was sort of on a loop like it was on just just 
repeat. And, um, you know, there were some really good scenes. Not to take anything away from that. We talked about the good scenes. But still, just, again, it's so invaluable to the show. Is that the word? Invaluable? It's just... Inconsequential. It contri- yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't contribute to anything, really. And you're you're exactly right, too. Which, I've been easier on the Madeline and... Um, and Ed stuff this year, and it's it's biased, I think, because I am such a massive fan of Reese Witherspoon, and I'm in love with her, and I'm in love with Adam Scott, and I just like seeing those those people on screen together. Like that's part of why I got into this in the first place, and um, they're my homies, right? But I mean, what what's hilarious is I think I was listening to another. It might have been on the watch when somebody was mentioning Big Little Lies, and they just casually mentioned one of my biggest issues that I talked about a few weeks ago. Whereas they had that therapy session that was so awkwardly cut off, and then it ended up being a conversation in the car. the The person that I was listening to said that that should have been their entire episode is them at this weird convention learning things about each other. Kind of reminded me of the episode of Fleabag yep. where the, her and her sister go to the uh, the the therapy treatment where they can't speak at all and how much how fun of an episode that was. Like that's what I was expecting and I think that's part of what was lacking creatively and artistically here going back to what you said uh, a minute ago about this being the less clever season. Um, so it just... You're right, mishandled. That's not even something I considered. The the idea that they they just did not explore the other woman whatsoever. Um, I think you know. I guess it shows that you know it, he he he's not the vengeful kind of person. Like he didn't <laughs> want to seek revenge and do the exact same thing to her. Maybe we learned a little bit more about that character. But again, it's very sloppily handled, and I cannot disagree with you there. Yeah, and it, the even stranger thing about it is it's something that was set up early on, right? It was something that was set up in like the first episode. Yeah, with that whole thing, and and yeah, it just never it never paid off um, at all, and it, it's it's just it's very disappointing, I think. Um, and I mean, I'll just throw it out there just to kick off the loose conversation about it. I also thought that the ending with them going to the police station <laughs> just made literally no sense. Like for, for so many reasons. One, we still, still to this day, now that the show might be over, have never gotten a full on explored investigation from Quinlan. In fact, she's barely <laughs> been in the show at all. The show just completely departed from the lie in its sort of wrap up of everything, but then demanded to ask the audience to buy in to this special moment. After everyone seems to have really found themselves um, in a more stable ground, like I, I don't understand why, like. I mean, these these women could be facing some real legal trouble. So now right. Nicole Celeste, after f- fighting and winning this battle, she might like put that at jeopardy. And it re- I just I just don't I don't get it. I don't get it, and I don't. It just doesn't make sense why the show would just go that way. Unless it was oddly uh, manipulating, like it reminds yeah. me of. Uh, 
it reminds me of like the animal rescue commercials that play like the Sarah McLaughlin music. And, and part of me wonders like if the music wasn't playing, what's actually happening there? Like, are they just filming a dog? <laughs> so it's weird that like, you're exactly right. You're bringing up how like actually consequential that is them walking into the, but they tied it in a bow and it make it appear like it's a happy ending playing the sweet music. I mean, that's pretty much like the last shot of the show. So in a weird way, they present it as if it's the happy ending, but it kind of just raises way more questions. And it's like, no, that's actually pretty fucking bad. Um, and yeah, it's it's just it kind of made me laugh when I saw that. Well, and it makes me wonder if either A, that was something that was just added in, like at the last minute in reshoots or something. Like, oh, we need you all to come back. We're going to film you guys walking up to this thing okay or if there's there's just like a bunch of stuff left on the cutting room floor that actually informs that decision right like a just not showing that conversation at all when it seems like (laughs) the burden of this has been something weighing on these women throughout the season and I could be wrong, but I feel like I remember that's like kind of what the promotion of this season was even about, like dealing with that. And we just, so they paid it off at the end, but we just never had that conversation. Although we had many other conversations of them wrestling with it. It just doesn't make sense. Like it just legitimately doesn't make sense. It's almost as if like (laughs) 10 minutes of this episode were just missing. Like they literally forgot to put them in. Well, it kind of was because this episode was only 50 minutes and Big Little Lies should be an hour. It really should. Think about how often we talk about, especially you, think about how often you talk about shows just, we just don't have to spend as much time with them. They can be shorter. I'm going the opposite direction here. Like it's, we just need way more. These episodes are way too thin, way too short to actually feel substantial and you're exactly right it felt like it was missing 10 fucking minutes and uh yeah it, that's not something you want <laughs> happened with game of thrones you know yeah. game of thrones we just want we just needed more time to figure some of this shit out so yeah there's some of that going on here yeah it, it's frustrating i thought it, it almost seemed like in hindsight now looking back at the entire season it's almost as if they had this writer's room and they just tried to make a bunch of things work, but they never really saw any of it out all the way through. Does that make sense at mm-hmm. all? Yeah. yeah. Sure. It's deeply frustrating. <laughs> yeah. It's also frustrating because part of me wondered, well, you know, it's the argument. They had the book in season one, but that doesn't hold up because they had the author on board with season two coming up with the story. So that, that didn't really change anything at all. Um, in my opinion, anyway, no, yeah, um, I don't, I don't think it affected it in any way, shape or form. And in fact, like that's the biggest thing walking away from is I don't know if, I don't know if this show had like a singular realized vision other than just a show about these women who had some things that happened to them in a previous (laughs) season 
which which like yeah it, it just doesn't that doesn't hold up when talking about season one and that's probably the biggest failure is that season two is just like it's just kind of about a show it, it's a show about some women whereas that's never how anybody would describe season one right at least rightfully so um another thing by the way <laughs> How did you react? How did you feel about Bonnie just telling uh, her husband that she never loved him? It, it what? Came, yeah, it's it came out of nowhere. Like, I don't know, man. Like, what <laughs> is that? What is that? Uh, yeah, I just I, I don't really get it. Like, I, it, it's not that I don't get it because I think you know I, I understand how people can feel that way sometimes i guess but for a television show it just seems like i don't know it seems to me like they've done a good job this entire season of making this individual feel incompetent especially i'm not like defending him or anything like that but again it seems like payoff it seems like something for people to sit around and be like yeah you leave his ass it's just like Okay, but why? Like, like why? Did, right. Why does she need to do that? I, I bought into it when he's just such a buffoon that he can't even tell that there's something wrong with her. When she's dealing with this post-traumatic stress thing, I can buy into that. But so now, what you're saying is, actually, that wasn't the case. You just never really cared about about exactly. It, at all. it it those it's two different scenarios entirely. It, it's one thing for the season and the show to explore if these people are actually right for each other. But that's not the exact same story as him, like, failing to um, get on her level emotionally. It's it's not the same. It's not the same storyline as him having these walls that he can't break down. If anything, they should have explored that character more. Because, in my opinion, it would have been a little bit more hardy to see how he was affecting her this season, as opposed to this mother again filling in some blank as to why she pushed Perry off the stairs. Like, if you want wanted to actually convince me that she didn't love him, do way more with that, and not with this other whole th- this bedside stuff because that just went fucking nowhere entirely. Yeah, and we we're not even really privy to a lot of scenes with them with the two of them to really make that feel like a very. Uh, meaty sort of thing to have happened. Yeah, we've seen him be a dick to Madeline. We've seen him be a dick to Adam Scott's character. And we've seen him sort of be uh, this like emotionally unavailable imbecile around her, specifically because that's what the story, or that's what uh, the show was trying to tell us. Um, mm. But, you know, like I, I just, so just to have like a juxtaposition the stuff going on with Renata and her husband versus that, like that, I, I get it. Like that was a, a a fun moment where she smashed all that shit and she was really giving it to him because he's put her through a lot this season. But we just don't have any of that really with this other scenario and situation. Um, so yeah, it's it's just a mixed bag, man, and it, it it's a mixed bag. And on paper, I think like it it. it does and can make sense but just how they realized it and how they got from point a to point b is just just a mess do we have uh do we have a record of our recap 
finale episodes being the shorter episodes? Like, is that a pattern that um, we've, well, we've done here on Sight and Sound? Well, when we were doing the Mr. Robot Season 3 uh, recap, we just didn't do a, a finale episode for that one. So that's by far the shortest one because it doesn't even exist. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's another, um, I don't know, that's just another way that shows like how disappointed we are. Is that there's just not certainly a whole lot else to say here. Yeah, I mean that's what happens when when you have a show that's really not challenging you in any way, shape, or form, and um, c- kind of wraps everything up in a way that doesn't that that feels like it's forcibly doing so. Is you just yeah. you just don't have a lot to say about it. Yeah. Um, it sucks that we're kind of like two for two when it comes to like going into 2019 <laughs> with their favorite shows. They have potential final seasons here and they're just like the most disappointing things like we're two for two right now um game of thrones in this and it sucks it really does suck but hbo has a ton of stuff on the horizon we talked about like three or four of their trailers that debuted at comic-con there's that for you guys to listen to on weekly and i guess the next recap show that we had to look forward to or we're planning on doing watchmen right yeah I'd, i'd probably be down to do watchmen for sure yeah we got our get our uh, we got to get our Lindelof on, you know. So he gives us uh, a lot to talk about always. So you guys know it by now. Overall, very disappointing season. Uh, Big Little Lies. We'll probably have nothing else to recap. I guess it just depends on when uh, Mr. Robot's coming out too, um, because we do have that to look forward to this fall. That and Watchmen could potentially be on at the same time. So we'll have to have a. Have a discussion. Why wasn't Mr. Robot at Comic Con? I don't what know. What the hell? I don't know. I thought the exact same thing. Um, they, they've given up. You got you got your best actor, Oscar winner. He doesn't give a fuck about that show. Um, Sam S. <laughs> Sam S. Mills too too busy executive producing Briar Patch. <laughs> so he doesn't care either. And uh, USA, yeah. they're also just somewhere else. But. But yeah, we do have experience with uh, with recapping Lindelof based stuff, and more than anything, I think it'll give get us or give us a chance to maybe just catch up on some TV reviews of shows we've watched. Like I, I haven't even told you this, or our listeners, they don't know this, but I actually filmed a a review for Chef Chef Show on Netflix, so <laughs> that'll be on our YouTube channel uh, pretty soon. I'll probably need to do something for Chernobyl. Uh, maybe we could do a podcast on Last Chance You season two or season four. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, that'd be good. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's something we should discuss. Just coming up with like maybe just season review podcast, not just videos. So we could definitely do that. But uh. But anyway. Um. For the people that stuck it out with us, thank you so much. Some people like our recaps. Some people say that that's the best thing we do, and I appreciate it. I'm glad you're with us. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, talking TV at WhatUpSnell. It is the same for both. You could also join us in the discussion on the Sight and Sound Facebook page. Let's talk about TV together. And that's all I got right now. Jay Williams. At Jay Williams, J to the A to the Y, the E on Twitter and Instagram. It's the same for both. Music show every single Friday. We're listening to the good, the bad and the new so that you don't have to do it uh, myself and brando hall 
Wow, something I'm choked up just talking about that. Uh, Twitch.tv slash J Williams, J A Y E. I'm over there. It's going on. I'm streaming some video games. You might not care about the video games, but that's okay. You can watch me rage out at uh, the digital gods that control my life, or you can just come and uh, keep me company. You can talk to me. You can ask me a question about life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. It doesn't even matter. Or if you're not from this country, you're still welcome to. Okay. Yeah. What a weird sign off. All right, guys. Thank you I so agree. much. We'll see you on the next one. Say Metro by T-Mobile. Got the best deal in wireless. And it's all for you. All for me. Just switch quickly. Because Metro has two lines for 80. And two Samsung Galaxy J7 Star phones for free. Plus Amazon Prime included. That's the way wireless should be. Only at Metro. Plus sales tax and activation fee. $50 plus rate plan required. Not valid for numbers currently on T-Mobile Network or on Metro in past 90 days. Offer subject to change. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Amazon Prime has a $12.99 per month value. Restrictions apply. See store for details and terms and conditions.